This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for individual medical or mental health advice, and it does not constitute a provider-patient relationship. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Binge Eating Podcast. I'm Jo, I'm a registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counsellor, and I'm here to smash the taboo of binge eating by bringing you personal and professional experience, real life stories, and practical advice to help you get your life back from binge eating. I'm so, so happy to be here and I want to give you a big thank you for being here as well and for pushing me to start the podcast in the first place. You may or you may not already follow me on Instagram. If you don't, I'm at binge.eating.dietitian and if you do, you'll know I have a lot to say about binge eating. I love to talk about this topic and I felt that recently it's hard to get your point across and to impart all the wisdom and knowledge and information I have via an Instagram post. So here we go. Enter podcast. What a better way to have a proper, deep, meaningful conversation with you about binge eating. I hope that you enjoy it. And if you have ever any feedback or anything that you want me to cover, please do just drop me a DM via that Instagram. So what to expect in this first episode? Well, firstly, I'm going to introduce myself and how I got to being here to be talking to you about binge eating in the first place. I'm then going to chat a bit about why the world needs this. We need more discussion, more chats, more conversation, more podcasts and film and video all about binge eating because it's something that so many people suffer with. And then lastly, I'm going to delve a little bit into what actually is binge eating You may be wondering yourself, am I a binge eater? Is this something that I suffer with? Well, I'm going to discuss what actually is the definition for binge eating and then why, to be honest, the definition is largely irrelevant. So stay tuned for that at the end. All right, so let's get cracking. So as I said in the intro, my name is Jo. Well, my full name is Joanne Moscalu, but I just feel that's a bit lengthy and Although I love that it shortens down into JOMO, like J-O-M-O, and if you know what that means, then you get it, Um, but we'll just stick with Joe. You may have guessed from the accent, I am Irish, but I moved to the UK in 2017 and I lived there um, on the lovely Suffolk coast, but more recently, I've just moved to the States and I now live in Boston, Massachusetts. So forgive me if my accent is a bit all over the place. I've definitely picked up words here and there. I'm a registered dietitian in Ireland, the UK and the USA, and I'm a certified intuitive eating counsellor. In 2017, I studied a postgrad in eating disorders and I have a master's degree in community healthcare where I focused on binge eating and type 2 diabetes. And you may be wondering, why am I telling you this? How is this relevant? And I'm not telling you about my qualifications to brag or to boast, but it's to let you know that I am a qualified professional. I have the qualifications to be talking to you about binge eating. I 
want you to have a credible source of information on this topic because there is so much information out there, misinformation about binge eating and how to cure binge eating and how to fix your binge eating. And some of this advice that I've seen has been actually dangerous and would inflict harm on you if you were to to do it. So I think I'm going to make a whole episode about the worst advice I've seen about binge eating. Um, But anyway, that's why I like to tell you about my qualifications to let you know that you can trust me because I am a registered healthcare professional. And there ain't going to be any quackery around here. Talking to people like you who suffer with binge eating is actually what gets me out of bed in the morning. I live to work with people like you, to help you to overcome your issues with food so that you can go and get the life that you want to live because it is out there waiting for you. The job that you want to go for, the friends that you want to make, the hobby that you want to start, it's all there waiting for you. But I understand when you are struggling with binge eating, it feels like you don't have access to any of it because you have this massive burden of an unhealthy relationship with food on your shoulders. And of course, this podcast is for you, so I'm not going to ramble on about me too much. But I just want you to know that I had the exact same relationship with food as you do now. And it wasn't that long ago. When I first qualified as a dietitian at the tender age of 22, I had a completely warped dynamic with food. I had just qualified as a dietitian. Like I was meant to know everything and I did know everything. I had all this knowledge and wisdom about nutritional content and the quote unquote power of eating. Yet I was so caught up in this cycle of restriction and binging and restricting and binge eating to the point where I was binging every single day. And of course, nobody knew because nobody ever knows. Like we don't tell people that we're going through this. How can you tell somebody that you're dealing with this raging binge eating problem? I was the one that was supposed to be the dietitian. That's what it said on my name badge. And even though it wasn't that long ago, binge eating wasn't talked about half as much as it is now. And I would have killed for an open discussion like this back then. I'll save the nitty gritty of my issues with binge eating for later, but I'm grateful that with professional support and self-help, I got to the bottom of my binge eating and now I'm here to help people just like you who are going through the same. And I feel like this is a good point to say that this podcast is for informational purposes only. If you are debating whether to seek one-to-one professional support for binge eating, please don't hold back. Podcasts are great, but they're never a substitute for individualized therapy. So reach out to your GP or your primary care physician if you feel that you need professional help. So why does the world need more podcasts like this and more chats and discussion about binge eating? Because the thing is, and I want you to remember this, everybody overeats. Overeating is normal and that does happen from time to time. And, the, and people aren't afraid to talk about that. You'll hear people say, oh, I had a big meal last night or oh God, I really overdid it at that party when, when parties were a thing. But nobody talks about binge eating. Binge eating is different. Binge eating is a drain on our lives. It consumes all our energy, our drive for life. And funnily enough, when it's all over, 
although we feel so physically full, we have this weird kind of emptiness inside. We need to talk more about binge eating because binge eating is a taboo topic. And I, for one, I'm not one bit afraid to talk about it. So if you have never had a conversation in your life before about binge eating, that's okay. I don't expect you to be talking to everybody about binge eating, but feel safe here. Feel like this is a place where you can come and hear open discussions about this topic. Because if you binge eat, you know how isolating it is, how alienating it is, and you feel like you're the only person in the world who could be possibly feeling as bad about yourself as you are. And you know this because you've been there. Binging always happens alone. It rarely happens in front of other people. And as a result, it can feel, again, so isolating, so alienating, and just such an incredibly lonely experience. They always say, like, you should be the change you want to see in the world. And you know what? There is some truth in that. So I'm starting this podcast because listening to open conversations and discussion about binge eating is so therapeutic. It's so healing. And ultimately, it will be beneficial for your recovery and overcoming it. Because talking about it openly helps to unveil it and demystify it and expose it for what it is, a disordered way of eating that is worthy of help. I hope that continuing to learn about binge eating and how it works and what role it plays in your life will empower you with more knowledge to be able to overcome binge eating once and for all. The more real world conversations we have about binge eating, the less of a taboo it will be and the less lonely and isolated we will feel. As I said in my intro, I'm here to smash this taboo. So a podcast where I share knowledge and advice and real world conversations and top tips for overcoming binge eating seems like a no brainer in my books. At this point, you may be wondering, what actually is a binge? Do I binge eat? Do I have binge eating disorder, which is a term I've heard floating about lately? Do I just overeat? Do I just really enjoy food? And I Do I actually have a problem with food? All these questions might be going through your mind right now and I'm going to help to clear it up a little bit. So there's this big book called The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health Disorders by the American Psychiatric Association and the terms binge eating and binge eating disorder are defined in this book. I'm going to take you through those definitions, but before I do that, I really, really want to stress, if you don't meet the defining criteria for binge eating or binge eating disorder, don't worry. These diagnosing criteria are only helpful as a guide, but they're not everything. I respect that they have their purpose, but I also respect that you may be struggling and your struggles are valid. And even if you don't completely fit the diagnostic criteria, it doesn't mean that you don't have something that's worthy of help. In Ireland and in the UK, let's be honest, eating disorder services are not always available in every region and they are usually grossly underfunded. Even if you do have a service in your region, getting access to a service to receive a diagnosis for binge eating is really rare. So please don't get hung up on quote unquote meeting the criteria. All right, so now that I've set the scene, here is how binge eating is defined by the American Psychiatric Association. 
Binge eating is eating in a discrete period of time, for example, within any two-hour window, an amount of food that is definitely larger than most people would eat in a similar period of time under similar circumstances. There's a lack of control over eating during the episode, for example, feeling that one cannot stop eating or control what or how much one is eating. So now I hope you can see why I gave the the disclaimer before I called out the definition because it's so specific. Like, who even knows what is a larger amount of food than what most people eat? Like, is that two packets of biscuits? Is it 10? Is it 20? What if I binge on healthy food? What if I only eat once a day and eat my entire calories for that me- for that day in one meal? Is that a binge? There's so many questions that come out of the definition for binge eating and to all of them I respond with this. Please pause and let's just take a moment to take a step back. I define binge eating as being a larger amount of food than what you are used to. In a, eating it in a way that feels out of control to you and most importantly it's causing you distress. That's really what the key is to binge eating, is that the way that you're eating, it's causing you distress and there's some element of feeling out of control. Everyone's experience of binging is different. It's entirely subjective. So while I respect the definition that's in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, I also know that not a lot of people are going to fit completely in that little box of a description of a definition so I like to define a binge as being something more more broad than that it's eating a larger amount of food than you're used to in a way that feels out of control to you and is causing you distress and that's what differs someone who overeats from someone who binge eats it's that level of distress it's feeling very uncomfortable and distressed from eating such an amount of food. Now moving on to the definition of binge eating disorder and you may have heard about binge eating disorder on social media or on eating disorder websites or in literature and it only actually became a specific eating disorder in the in the diagnostic and statistical manual the book I'm talking about. It was only put in there in 2013 so it is pretty new. And it's defined in that book as follows. Binge eating disorder is recurring episodes of eating significantly more food in a short period of time than most people would under similar circumstances. With episodes marked by feelings of lack, lack of control, someone with binge eating disorder may eat too quickly even when he or she is not hungry. The person may have feelings of guilt, embarrassment or disgust and may binge eat alone to hide the behaviour. This disorder is associated with marked distress and occurs on average at least once a week over three months. So again, it's a very tight definition. Like it it finishes with uh, the binges occur at least once a week for three months. But what what if it happens every second week, um, but it's happened to you like for the last five years? Does that mean that your issues are not valid? Of course not. Of course not. Your issues with food are valid. And I even invite you to ask yourself, is my relationship with food and binge eating affecting my mental health and preventing me from living a life that is true to me? 
If the answer is yes, then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what the diagnostic criteria says. What I found diagnostic criteria to be useful for is that they help with the planning of services, especially in the UK and Ireland. We depend on these um, these strict diagnostic criteria so that we can label people as having the disorder and then therefore we can provide services and we can lobby you know the government and the HSE and the NHS to provide services for these people who are meeting this criteria for this disorder. And in the States, although I haven't seen anybody here yet, I have learned that having diagnostic criteria is most useful for when billing insurance companies, because in the States, most healthcare is paid for by insurance. So when the client is is getting money back from their insurance company for their consultation, they like to just see what box is ticked. And if you meet all the criteria for binge eating disorder, you'll tick that box. So I'm coming towards the end now and if there's one thing I want you to take from this episode is that you don't have to fit any kind of criteria to be deserving of help for your problems with food. I'm going to say it again. You don't have to fit any kind of criteria to be deserving of help for your problems with food. You deserve help for your binge eating. So that brings me to the end of the very first episode. Thank you so much for being here. Come say hi on Instagram at binge.eating.dietitian and send me a DM if you've any particular topics you'd like me to delve into. Thank you so much again and I'll see you back here next week. If you found this podcast helpful, you are going to greatly benefit from my binge eating recovery program. No more second guessing every food choice. No more starting a new plan every Monday. No more pacing up and down your kitchen trying to pull yourself out of a binge. Go to the link in the description of this episode for my binge eating recovery program where you can start your binge eating recovery today. Today.